What's going on, Exposed Ones? It's your boy, Jay North, and I finally have a goddamn guest. Finally. Kevin Groth, say hello to the people. Hey, hey, how you been? Hey, man. Fucking crazy times we're living in right now. Um, but before we get into any of that, this is just going to be kind of like a let's catch up and chit chat a little bit podcast. Very free spirited. However, you've got some big news. You've been on the show before promoting business and whatnot. You're moving. That's a good thing. Tell the local people what the hell is going on. Where are you going? Well, always looking for bigger and better. Uh, the industry's growing and we have to grow with it. So we've upgraded to a lot larger location. Uh, we've moved into the city of Rochester and construction is nearly complete. Then we have just to wait for the uh, inspections and then we can reopen. Uh, but the new location's over on Lyle Avenue, 1460 Lyle. Uh, real nice location in a plaza run by Buckingham Properties. Shout out to those guys. Outstanding construction experience with them. They're doing the full build out for me. Um, fourteen sixty Lyle Avenue, right nice. between a Domino's and Steady Hands Tattoos. There's also a subway there if you're in the subway. Ah, eat fresh. So you know, <laughs> stacking things up, getting ready for the gotcha, future. Gotcha, gotcha. So that's actually why he's here because he's not open at the moment. He's he's waiting on you know things to come through so he can finally have a. Yet again, another grand opening, a grand opening of a, of a well, a rebirth, you should say. It's not a second location, but it, it is your second location. It's an expansion. It's an expansion. expansion. So it's bigger and better. Yeah. More square footage, more and inventory. An, and it's in an area that's zoned properly for yeah. us because yeah. the town of Greece, where our original store was, they opted out of the cannabis dispensaries and smoking lounges. Makes so sense. Coming Makes here sense. for an hour or so, however long it takes, they're saying up to about a year. You know, I'm not going to renew a three-year lease. No. And not be able to get a license. No, I don't that's, blame that's, you. That's the Ooh, dream. I don't blame you. I do not blame you. So what you guys can't see, because this is a podcast, is we've got the news uh, going in the background. So I think for the last, what, two, two and a half weeks now, everybody's been kind of watching the news. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, I was just thinking, man, today when I was getting ready to start my work day, uh, just what a crazy time that we're living in right now. There is like such a common ground right now globally where so many people are in, impacted by the exact same series of events and, and or bullshit that's going on in the world right now. Every nation was shook by COVID. I think every nation is paying attention to what's going on with Russia and Ukraine right now. Undoubtedly. Uh, the inflation, the gas price increase, you can go on and on about the economy and what kind of condition it's in and what kind of effect that's having on the middle class. I mean, it's almost it's almost personal societal war on everybody. Uh, yeah, I know you got this crap going on in the background. We're watching the news in the background. It's not, not fun. Um, but you almost have like this personal societal war that everybody's fighting especially if you're in the middle class you're fighting prices you're fighting uh concerns of what's going on in the world you're i mean i i took care of a lady the other day i think her kid was about to be five years old and he was you know slightly rambunctious and uh you know she apologized to me a couple times and i i don't really think much of it but then she says to me and it just kind of hit me she goes yeah he doesn't really understand the social aspect yet because he is a covid baby 
Now you think about it, you think about how long COVID lasted and how old he is in relation to his amount of time on this earth. And, you know, the first two, and I don't know about you, I don't have memories until I was like four or five years old and they're very faint. Right. So you don't remember the first two and a half years of your life. Realistically to like six, seven. Yeah. Where you start to really keep it. Yeah. Um, But I felt bad for the kid and you start to feel that sense of empathy because she's right. And then I got into a conversation with a colleague of mine about post-traumatic stress disorder in people oh, yeah. from this COVID experience and from the quarantines and the lockdowns and then all the fear. Well, uh, imagine people who are already experiencing PTSD right. and then you right. add this to that. Well, I, I, I said with some guy, I said COVID was kind of like the ultimate boogeyman because there's nothing, you can't see it, right? So it, it's that boogeyman. It's the monster under your bed. It, it's It's physically not there. But it lingers in your head and it affects whatever you got going on right then and there. And I mean, we dealt with it for it's been a better part of two years now uh, with this shit. So, yeah, there's definitely going to be some people. And I'm not even talking kids. Grown adults have been greatly impacted by it and could suffer some post-traumatic stress disorder, whatever, whatever form that comes in, if it comes in the form of social anxiety, fear, the the rate of mental health issues has drastically increased specifically because of the isolation that was involved with the COVID situation. Yeah. That isolation is a killer. And we all had to deal with it in some sense, you know, some of us longer than others, but I can remember when it first started, dude, I was on the couch and just like in sweatpants and depressed and my beard was outgrown and my hair was outgrown. And it's like, what are we going? Where are we going? What are we doing? Like, we have no obligations right now to our employers because we're not allowed to be there. Especially but, with how new everything was. Too. Right. But because you're, at that point, it was like, whoa. So you've got all this downtime that you can't do anything with. Right. Because nothing's open and there's nowhere you're actually allowed to be. Unless it's the grocery store or a medical a medical facility because you need to be there for medical purposes. And even then um, they were turning people away. Electives were getting turned away, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, all and, elective all surgeries, electives, yep. knee surgeries, things so, like that, all back walk, postponed. Walk with your limp. Yeah. Um, you know, which like you're using your cane for a few more months or a few more years. Which I get it. So, you know, there's that aspect of life right now, what we just you know, have dealt with and arguably still could be dealing with in, in terms of COVID um, as far as what Things kind of effects. Things are getting better, though. Monroe County is at a, at a low, low. Yes. I, I, I worked with somebody the other day. They just happened to be in one of my accounts and wound up being a COVID floor nurse. And there was oh. only seven people in the entire hospital with COVID. Excellent. So that, you know, that's good news. That's really good news. Um, so it seems like it is going down and whether, you know, whatever that is, you could debate that all day. I'm not here to talk about and vaccine. warm weather's coming out yeah. soon, too. So people will be outside so they won't right. be confined indoors, breathing in other people's air. Right. I mean, so I, that'll listen. Help, that'll help stunt the spread. Exactly. We had some mild weather the other day. I'm like, screw this. I'm opening up the windows. Hell yeah. uh, I, had, <laughs> I had a good, you know, good breeze. And then the wind picked up and I had to shut all of them. That was right. last Sunday when oh, I got smacked with the tree branch. Yeah, mid-afternoon <laughs> the wind came out. Yeah. Yeah, Katie was able to burn some of those yesterday and get vengeance for me. Got a little smoldering in the fire pit right now, actually. Oh, is there? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. There's, there's some smoke coming out Interesting. of the fire pit. Interesting. That's going to be a slow burn maybe then. <laughs> I don't know. It didn't look like there was anything in the fire pit, but I didn't no. walk right up to it either. Oh, uh, okay. So it all burned down. Yeah, I don't okay. see sticks. That stack out of it. was huge. Oh, okay. No, there's no sticks sticking okay, out. Okay, cool. Anymore, yeah. But there is some smolder. She she crushed it all then. Good we'll for check her. That a little later. 
her. Good for her. Good for her. I've been doing my home remodels. I've been painting and whatnot, and she's out there having marshmallows. Yeah, All right. Paint choices were nice. Yeah, I like those colors. I like those colors. Cheery. Yeah, very cheery. Well, we need cheer. You mm-hmm. know, it's uh, you know, it makes that dining room look huge too. Yeah, it does. It does. I'll give it that. I for those of you that don't know, I, I guess being a pro painter, once a pro painter, you're always a pro painter, even if you don't pick up the brush for a while. <laughs> kind of like being a marine, once a marine, always a marine. So for those of you that don't know, I'm actually a professional painter as well. I'm a Renaissance man, a man of many traits, a master to none. Um, <laughs> so people are like, yeah, you're we right. You have to be diverse to survive in a world like ours. You need to you be do. able to do anything at any time. You do, man. Like I can I can wear a suit and I can go dig a ditch tomorrow. It, it doesn't bother me either way as long as I'm taking care of my family. And sometimes I'm going to be quite honest with you, digging the ditch is easier because, you know, you know, you're going to be there five days a week. <laughs> you know, like I'm speaking like a true salesman right now and in a, in a lull, if you will. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's there's there's pros and cons to everything. Pros I've and been cons. closed for almost a month. I know. I'll give you a lull. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. But you're you're close for a, a legitimate reason. It's been a nice vacation, but I'll be honest with you, you're though, getting I bored. am starting to get a little stir-crazy. Yeah, well, you're used to 12-hour days, you know, yep. running your own business. Yep. And then, you know, the other stuff that people don't see on the back end, you know, that, that builds up a little bit. But, yeah, I just got off topic there for a second, which is okay, that happens. But, but we're on a rambling episode. We are on a rambling episode, and there's plenty to ramble about today. I mean... I just, I'm blown away by everything that just as people, again, global, the global impact of everything that's been going on. Do you ever recall a time? I mean, you're a little bit older than me. We don't have to throw out numbers out there or anything. (laughs) Um, But do you ever recall a time in your life where several different factors have gone on simultaneously and affected so many people at the same goddamn time? Honestly, not since the Reagan era. Cold War. Cold War Reagan era. But the cold tearing down the wall. Yeah. You know, tearing down the wall in Berlin. Yeah. Um, that was a worldwide, huge worldwide stroke of, of good nature. See, that was good stuff. Gorbachev yeah. figured it out. He right. understood. Right. Well, and that, it was while he was ailing and in his last years of life, he understood and said, right. okay, let's do this. Right. Let's now reunite the world. We've got the adverse right now in Putin. He's former KGB. Right. So you know that tell that's telling enough. He's former KGB. Those guys were brutal. Yeah, and he's still his ass is still chapped over the fall of the Berlin Wall that you just mentioned. Uh, it's it's just mind boggling to me just how much is going on right now. And now you've got like the Bad Boy Alliance starting to form. Um, I don't know about you. I can't speak for you. I can only speak for me. That starts to make the hair on the back of my neck stand up a little bit when Putin's getting in bed with a guy like Xi. And they're bringing on Assad because I'm to understand he's going to start sending Syrian mercenaries into Kiev uh, on Putin's behalf. That's what Putin's I'm hearing request. Of too. Uh, and then who's the other asshole? Iran there. Iran. They just yeah. launched. That's what, the Ayatollah. A dozen missiles towards right. one of our yeah. old consulate buildings. Right. Right. And you've oh, got. We weren't aiming them at the Americans. Right. But just conveniently, there's a consulate building right there. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's a little it's a little concerning to me. Uh, that countries like this, oh, China's warned about staying out of the, yeah, going out I, of Taiwan. I saw that the other day they're, they're already flexing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is, this is a volatile situation and you got a lot going on right now. And I have a genuine concern that, you know, 
these guys are going to feel emboldened for a little while. And, you know, the more inches they take, the more they'll go for miles. I mean, where, where do they stop? I'm, I don't want to play Nostradamus here, dude, but I, I think NATO involvement is in the foreseeable future. I mean, they just launched a rocket. I think it was yesterday. It landed just 12 miles outside of the Polish border. Now, I don't want well, to sell. That's a target that's 10 or 12 miles outside the border, yes. Correct. Now, now granted, it, it, it struck the target that it was designed to strike. Correct. So it's not like they aimed it right. to now, intimidate I'm Poland. Just that's part of their saying, takeover of Ukraine. I'm just saying, and somebody brought it up. I can't remember what I was watching it on yesterday, but let's say he was just kind of being a smartass. Let's say the next one, the wind took it. Mm. you know and you miss right you know there's that's a pretty bad miss though it's a pretty bad miss pretty bad miss but think about the technology i don't know one little click on the keyboard yeah 10 miles off i don't know i don't know man but what i i don't think i'm gonna i don't think that you're gonna see him go after any of the nato countries yet that's the thing yet he's going right now after all the countries that annexed away Mm -hmm. with the crumbling of the ussr right like you know ukraine yeah um but yet's the thing azerbaijan um, estonia lithuania now that those are nato nations some of them are yeah the three up top there by belarus right, to right, north of belarus right. are but the ones that are not nato nations he he wants them back evil yeah. but he's smart oh yeah we not no denying he's smart notoriously he's highly intelligent. so he's not gonna step on nato toes yet mm-hmm He's trying to get back all the original Russia back to the teens and 20s era. Yeah. And then once he's got all those little countries scooped back up and in his power again and taken over, then he's going to start eyeballing Romania, Poland, well, places like that. I, also, I think he's going to push his front right up back to the to the eastern front again, right at the old Berlin Wall location. I think He wants everything back. Well, I think he's also in a little bit of a feel-out phase, too. Again, I'm not a military analysis, you know, analyst or whatever you want to call it. I'm just a dude named Jay that happens to have a microphone that he can plug into his computer on this, <laughs> on this beautiful platform known as Anchor. But I think he's also in a little bit of a feel-out phase, too, because, you know, his army has been questioned now. Oh, yeah. Because the Ukrainian people have fought back hard. Right. And this was supposed to be a superior military. And, right. and honestly, if you took the air game. To be a superpower still. Honestly, if you. Yeah. They roll you. They just right. roll you. If you take like the air game. In Iraq. Yeah. If you <laughs> take days. the air game away from them. True. If you take the air game away from Russia right now, perhaps they don't even have as much as they've gotten. Because that's where a lot of the bombardments are coming from. They're coming from the air. The ground, uh, it, the ground forces a lot of missile, a lot of missiles launched. Well, air defense the, will take care out of that too. You know? Some, some, yeah. And their air defenses aren't really like what what needs to be instilled. If, if anybody's going to help them, and we're not going to give them planes, or some other country doesn't give them planes or helicopters to be able to take out these columns, mm-hmm. what they need to do is start sending them the type of anti aircraft and anti missile defense systems like you have over in Israel. Yeah. They that, got the best. That, that dome, in my opinion. They call it. It's it's like they call it like the dome or something. The dome of resistance or it, something. It's crazy now I have though. to look it up, but I can't because I I can't multitask to that level at the moment. That's what they need so they can shoot all this shit yeah. out of the sky. Yeah. And and start lining up feeding Patriot missiles. Well, that's We've the thing. We've already admitted that we're giving them all sorts of handheld freaking rockets right. to take out tanks. Right. The javelins the, and yeah, whatnot. So what's the difference between that and here you go have have some Patriots. It's not even an aggressor weapon. Right. It's a defense. It's not designed to use to shoot a target. 
other than a target coming into you. It's right. not it's not designed to be hitting infantrymen and tanks and shit. Right. So that's that's the interesting piece that I caught before I passed out last night while I was just thumbing through channels. I stopped on one of the news networks and they were talking about because I know the Ukrainians, uh, President Zelensky, there requested like uh, I don't even know the exact model of the fighter jet, but I think it was a MiG twenty six. That sounds right. The old Russian MiG sounds right. Yeah, because their pilots already know how to fly. Pirates already know how to fly them. And then the concern was if you send something like that, because it, it's an offensive weapon right. versus when you send anti-tank, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's anti-tank. It's a defensive weapon. When you javelins, defensive weapon, Patriot missile, like you just said, that's a defensive weapon. The concern they were saying is if well, you javelins, not the handhelds, those mm -hmm. aren't, those aren't defensive. Well, that's, that's what they're shooting. That's aggressive. Yeah. You're, you're sneaking up on tanks and you're shooting them from within the edges of the column. Well, in this case, the tanks weren't really, the tanks were coming right down the street. I mean, well, they had yeah. a 40 mile convoy. Yeah. yeah. And then you set, up, <laughs> you set up an ambush on the side yeah. coming out of the And that's building. exactly what they were doing. Right. Right. But, a good number out of them. I mean, not for nothing. Now. If I see a bunch of tanks rolling in and I got fight, flight, or die, or convert, or whatever it is, I'm firing that thing off too if oh, I've yeah. got it. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a, it's a very sticky yeah. situation. Yeah. And then, you know, reports obviously over the last couple of weeks have, have, gone in so many crazy scenarios like from russian soldiers don't even know why they're there to they can't believe they're getting attacked they didn't think they were going to a war you, you get the assumption that they thought they were on like a support or a peace treaty mission or some the shit russian like that soldiers are going into the stores to strip them of food because they didn't bring enough freaking food with them even right the logistics in that right sucked right so you know it, it's it's so strange because for I, I think it's been going on, or is it going on long on purpose? You know, that's the other thing. Is there a strategy there to what to what he's doing? I tell you what, let's take a quick break because I do think I want to brew up a fresh pot of coffee because that sounds about good. We'll take, reheat yeah, we could take a quick break, and then I want to kind of get back into it because I think we could be in for a little bit of a slow burn here. I don't know if you want to call it a Cold War, but we'll talk about it when we come back. All right, you fine-looking people. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. Chilling here with Kevin Growth, talking about the uh, bullshit going on in the world, specifically before we went to break, the uh, conflict going on. It's not a conflict. It's a war, uh, the Russian invasion of the Ukraine. And we were kind of getting into, before we went to break, I kind of said we could be facing a slow burn here. And you and I, while the coffee was brewing, were kind of getting trying to get into the mind of Vladimir Putin, which is a scary place to go. Yeah. Um, but elaborate, you, you made some good points upstairs. And before we went to break, we were talking about, you know, what might look like a defensive weapon versus an offensive weapon. And we were talking about those jets rare case where perhaps you and I both agree with Joe Biden for once. Yeah. Cause it, it's, a, it's a slippery slope. And the reason it's slippery slope is, is multiple fronts and Putin is most of them. Uh, but go ahead, expl explain what you were explaining to me. Well, I mean, Putin's a chess player. He's, he's a strategist and if if Poland were to give jets to the Ukraine, from the way I understand, is that those jets are the existing Polish Air Force. That's their primary jet, this MiG. Um, they would be able to give them to the Ukraine because these Ukrainian Air Force pilots know how to fly them already. They're trained on them very well. But that leaves Poland with their pants down with no aircraft. So part of that deal was that we would replace those aircraft that were donated 
by Poland to Ukraine with some of our leftover F-16 fighter jets to replace their loss of an air force, essentially, mm-hmm. by doing this donation to Poland. So Poland's getting an upgrade. So Poland would be getting a drastic upgrade to an F-16 from a way outdated MiG to what, you know, to us, yes, is still a viable aircraft, but is starting to get outdated because of the new technology with our new jets. But um, no, as a result, though, you got to look at somebody like Putin. He's a strategist. Of course, America did this to us. It's not Poland donating to Ukraine. That's America's way of using a loophole to get involved, to arm and get involved. So a lot of finger pointing is going to go on. What's going to happen? Is Putin going to be like, okay, you interfered. Now I'm going to go and invade Poland. Now he's invading a UN nation. NATO. Or a NATO, NATO nation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think they're UN as well. Pro- yeah, probably. I think Poland's probably. part of the UN. Um, which is horrible. I don't know that. I should know that. <laughs> slap my own arrest. But um, no, I mean, and and I hate to say it, but I agree with uh with Biden on something for once that um it's probably not a smart move. The way that this Putin character is, he's going to interpret it that way. He's gonna use it against people. He uses wording against everybody. Mm-hmm. It's part of holding a KGB style governments. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. he's got his own type of government. It's not yeah. democracy over there. No, no. A lot of propaganda, a lot of propaganda. And I, I've mentioned on the podcast before, like all social media is cut off in Russia right now. Yeah. So I'm not even sure if my if if I don't even think my Russian listeners could hear this right now. And if they do, it's possibly illegal because um, who how the hell did they get to Spotify? Um, but I, I don't understand what he shut down, but I, I understand it's all social media. And I think anything that can have podcasts on it would be considered something that he would probably deem sensitive if he's trying to keep Russian folks in the dark. Would you agree with me on that? Oh, yeah. He 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 wants the Russians to think that they're reunifying Ukraine and they're there to save their brothers and sisters from this neo-Nazi fascism that's leading Ukraine right now and all this evil right and that's what he's trying to do that's that's typical old school soviet union where they only the 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 state is your media yep yep you only hear what the state wants you to hear no matter how true or false it is well that is correct and there was reports that came out last week that all russian media was told that they can only report what the state tells them to And going against that could result in up to 15 years in prison to the journalist that goes against it. Yeah, welcome to the Stalag up in Siberia. You better read off the script is is what that tells me. Uh, There's no no interpretation, no human interpretation. You just read this. There have been Um, thousands of civilian protesters who have been arrested. God only knows where they are. Right. Well, then a high-profile arrest, too, in the the form of the... uh, one female professional basketball player there, Brittany Griner. Yeah, but come on, Jason. I, I <laughs> you, Everybody knows the rules. You need to know the rules of the country that you're going to go to. And the product that she brought with her is illegal in the country she went to. 100%. 100%. Now, I'm sorry, but if you go there, you need to know that you have to follow the rules. Right. Just like, oh, I didn't know murder was illegal. Come on. I mean, however... However, it's a drug. It was it got brought up today that perhaps if she wasn't a high profile person, this might be a slap on the wrist. You pay a fine and you no, get the hell out no, of here. Because there's been other countries who have, have 
have gotten Americans as well as Australians and shit like that for mm. serious drug charges that over here would have been a misdemeanor right. or a fine. Right, because she over didn't there have in their country. It's serious doo doo. Well, they, she didn't have that much on her, from what I understand. Some, some vape cartridges. Yeah, some vape cartridges. But she's also a openly gay uh, female athlete, and you know Russia does not play kindly with uh, the homosexual LGBTQ community. They don't play kindly to that. So it could have been an example type deal. That's they what saw, I'm saying. Is this a, a political profile, hostage? A, a high profile person that they can set an example. Don't break our rules or this happens. And no matter who you are, you will get arrested for doing this. Right. Because that got brought up. Is this is this a political play more than anything, more than a legal play? In order to look at it that way, you'd have to look at what is the average penalty that they would dish out to an average person to get right. caught in the same scenario. Right. And if they are historically doing lengthy sentencing, then I'd say she got what every other person would have got. Right. And the way Russia is. And we'll never get those records. Are, we, <laughs> yeah. well, not only that, but the way they are with drugs. Yeah. Even though it's marijuana related, it was a Delta 9 right. cartridge, if I recall. I can't remember. I think it was a Delta 9 THC cartridge. Okay. A regular standard Delta 9. Not a Which, C, not a CBD for all we know, she maybe like has traveled with this shit quite often. It's a plant. Who you knows, know I mean? you know? But in that country and right. in other countries, right? it's a serious offense. Now, maybe I'm screwing this up. I thought she played for the Ukrainian team. I'm and they honestly were, not sure the scenario. I, I can't remember. That. She went over there for basketball. Right. Because a lot of them will moonlight, so to speak, and they'll play for European leagues. Well, that's what she's doing. I'm yeah. not sure if she played on the Russian team, maybe. I, I don't know. Or if I, she was there for a game against the Russian team. That I'm really foggy on. It's so hard to pay attention to sports right now with everything mm -hmm. else that's going on, like all mm -hmm. the fine details. Like people be go, oh, did you see that move in the NFL? And I'm like, no, you just told me about it, though. Thank you. <laughs> you know, because it's just it's been so crazy. Yeah. yeah. So. Anyway, back to my theory before I went to break, though. Yeah. I, we could be looking at one of those modern Cold Wars because we have what I talked about earlier, the Bad Boy Alliance is kind of getting together. You know, it's like freaking Satan's advocates here. You got Putin, you got Xi, you got Assad, and you got the freaking Ayatollah there in Iran. And they're all, and they're all getting together and they're emboldened as all hell right now. Um, but from a military standpoint, Obviously, they all have nuclear technology. Right. From a troop standpoint, from a ground, sea, and air standpoint, I don't think they're as superior as they've tried to lead people to believe. No, they seem very disorganized. Yeah. The, 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 well, so when it came up that he was going to deploy, you know, the Syrian mercenaries, for example, there's people like, that's nice. It's like Cub Scouts. Like, they're, they're not that elite. Right. They're not elite. Right. You know, it's a couple guys that just, they're either there against their will or they're they're paid, you know, but they really don't want to fight. They're not really fighting for anything in particular other than their boss told them to. You know, you get a lot of guys like that out there. I'm starting to understand that these mercenaries, they don't even really know what the hell the mission is. And sometimes they don't even believe in it. Mercenaries so, don't follow rules. No. And as a result, you have disorganization. Disorganization causes chaos, and chaos is not going to get you anywhere. Unless you're sending out roaming thugs around the streets just to, at will, just kill anybody and everybody. Just Well, he's already them. doing that with missiles. Right. You know? Right. But that kind of sounds like what they would be doing is exactly what you just said, which is basically more or less hunting down the civilians. Right. Because they are, they're not equipped to take on real full-blown soldiers. They'll get their ass kicked. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. 
and facts don't care about your feelings. They're, that's not an elite fighting force if it was put against somebody else that's trained. They're not. They're not even that good at shots. A lot of times they just get lucky or they're close right, enough. You right, know what I mean? Right. You're not dealing with a bunch of elite snipers yep. or anything like that. Um, so interestingly enough, too, everybody had all this fear about the Russian military, their ground troops and all this stuff and how badass they were. Um, the last time that their military ground forces have been tried or tested. Afghanistan. Was Afghanistan. In a 10-year war that they bailed out on and tucked tail and took off because they, they even said themselves, you never win a war over there. Yeah. So and they lost over a hundred thousand troops in their ten year war. You yeah, know I don't think Putin has it was ten years. Over a hundred thousand. Oh yeah, they got they Russia got slaughtered. Lost. They got slaughtered. They by got the slaughtered. They got absolutely yep. devastated. Yep. So, you can't get over uh, those mountains. So since then, they've got a pretty much. I'm sorry. When it comes to combat experience, they have a virgin military. Yeah. They don't have combat experience unless a few of them experience time in Syria. They don't really have a combat experienced no. military. No, that that's a good point. And everybody's like, oh, what about Grozny or whatever? I can't pronounce it right half the time. I think I actually got it on that time. I think it is Grozny. I think you did. They went in and devastated the place. Right. Shelled the shit out of it. Right. And just went in and took over in mass. But they also got next to zero resistance in Grozny right. when they did that. Right. Here they're facing resistance. And they're getting held up. Yeah. So, in my opinion, that's what you're seeing when it comes to the ground forces and the logistics and all that. Mm -hmm. They envisioned themselves as being Billy Badasses and they were just going to steamroll right through. Right. And that they didn't need to pre-plan for a two-week, three-week, two-month, six-month type of ordeal. Right, right. No. And now they're getting caught with their pants down a little bit. A little bit, a little bit. Um, but the trains are coming in, and Belsaris is helping out. And... Yeah, that's that. You know, that's the challenge too. We have madmen with access to nuclear technology, and that's the inconvenient truth. I think for I think for most people right now, as they watch this uh, unfold. That thought is definitely, if it's not in the forefront of your mind, it's in the back of your mind, that we're dealing with insane lunatics that have nuclear technology. And that makes it an entirely different method when it comes to navigating how you deal with these guys. Um, yeah, because God only knows what kind of balance and check system that they've got over in Russia when it comes to hitting that nuke button. Our president... Literally, our president cannot just open a suitcase and push a shiny red button and launch missiles. There's multiple steps and there's right. There's so much protection against one guy going ballistic. Right. Pun intended. Because you're devastating whatever you right, hit. It's right. gone. But in, in Russia, is there that ability? I mean, we don't know, truly. I mean, I, I, I would. Does he have backup systems where he literally can't just lose his marbles and push the button? I would think no. I, I just, the I would, I don't have a lot of faith are, in that. I, yeah. I, I don't have a lot of faith in that. Especially with a man who's a power me, a power right. seeker. He's, he's KGB. Right. He, they, that, that's all they understand over there is power and strength. I mean, to put it in perspective, he, he almost makes Kim Jong-un look adorable. <laughs> Sir, for real. Like, it, it, we're talking about bad people here. Now you're making me visualize Kim Jong-un in the as movie be, as being Shrek. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> He's so cute. 
But now Kim Jong Un, I, I don't want to stir the ship out here. He's actually starting to get emboldened by this too. Because he is. They've been testing intercontinental right. ballistics. Now. Right, intercontinental, isn't that they're, fantastic? They're trying to test now because they, they want to try and say, okay, we can hit the West Coast. Mm -hmm. Pretty sure they can already hit the Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. Whether they could actually hit it, right? I mean, come on. Yep, yep. But most of the rockets I've heard have paper fins. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think we honestly, we're to a point in mankind where if we get through this unscathed, and I don't even know what that means at this point, because Ukraine's certainly like, yo, motherfucker, we're certainly not unscathed. Um, I think you almost have to make nuclear technology obsolete across the board. Like, mortal men should not have this ability. In my in my mindset, mortal this men situation. This this war is the exact example about why those have to be completely wiped off the face of the earth. Yeah, and it's because look what just happened. The Ukraine was promised by America. I believe it was America, United Kingdom. If you uh, give up your nukes, we won't let nothing happen. Russia to you. was involved in it and everything too. Russia agreed to it as well and yeah. promised that we would. We will protect you. You don't need nukes. We'll protect you. Right. And now Russia's turned around and they're threatening the potential of nuclear bullshit and they're invading Ukraine. Right. Right. Basically, so, they just said disarm. So in 10 years, we can come and screw you. Right. Basically. Basically, soften you up a little bit. You know, that's the. I mean, the reason that the Ukrainians are fighting so hard is because they did pass out a bunch of ARs. Mm -hmm. You know, they did arm their citizens. Yep. You know, that was the first thing they did. I think yep. it was day two. They knew that guerrilla warfare was the only way they were going to slow these people down. Yeah, any citizen that wants a weapon <clears throat> can come get one. Yep. And so, th again, this could be a very, oh, man. The thought of it is nauseating. Mm -hmm. Because whatever it hits is gone. Yeah, well, I mean, is it going to be a nuclear Cold War where we're going to be back to, like, the 80s? Right. Or in the 70s, too, obviously. Right. Or is it going to become an economic Cold War? That's where I'm going. I'm looking at economic and electronic warfare. Right. Which I... I you, destroy, and, you end up destroying each other with the economy. Right, right. And you just, you, you, you basically finance each other in the third world countries. Um, you know, and again, I, I don't... Fuck. What do you got now? Oh. She got arrested and she Ooh. killed him, pretty sure. Anti-war protest during a... Oh, my TV froze for a second there. Okay, well, there it comes. It, it was comes in back. Russia. That was a Russian yeah. media. Sorry, again, we're watching the news in the background as we do this podcast because, again, I think, I think that's why I'm so intrigued. This whole situation made me break my streak of not watching the news. I right. hadn't watched the news in, you know, well over a year, year and a half. Right. So, well, let's see. Hold on. The first debate. I guess I consider that watching the news. The very first Biden-Trump debate. After that debate, I was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I didn't. I guess you can call that news. I thought that was Comedy Central. It was terrible. It was awful. But, you know, again, so many concerns here because you've got people in Russia. Obviously, who's going to get screwed the most out of everything? You just mentioned economic warfare. Mm -hmm. You mentioned the, the prospect of, of nuclear warfare. Mm-hmm. You see what's going on without nukes right. in Ukraine right now, and you've got civilian casualties just piling up. I mean, at the end of the day, who gets fucked the most? It's the people. Right. Regardless of what country you're from, what God you pray to. Yeah. 
these politicians fuck it up for all of us. Mm -hmm. So this is... And they're all sitting in their safe, cushy freaking mansions while this is all going on. So out of touch with with the real world. Um, You know, to conclude this podcast, you know, there's things I'd like to see. Hopefully there's some some good things that can come from this. Number one, like I just said, I think I think nuclear weaponry has to be stricken from planet Earth. I think you could get 90. I think at this point, 97 percent of the nations would agree that we should just get rid of it. And the ones that don't want to get rid of it, that should tell you something. That's Um, the problem, though. The ones that don't want to get rid of it. They hoard it. And everybody else does get rid of it. Right. Now what do you do? Right. So it's like the the Spider-Man theory with great power comes comes great responsibility. Just like they're doing to Ukraine. Right. Because they know Ukraine's not nuclear. Right. Right. If Ukraine was still nuclear. They wouldn't be doing this. That deal didn't go down. And what was it, 1994? I I believe it was was 94. Yeah. That deal didn't go down to denuclearize, for lack of proper wording, but to bring out the nuclears and get them out of the Ukraine. If that didn't happen in 94, if I'm accurate on that date, none of this would be happening right now. No. Because you don't take on another nuclear power. No. No. Not not like that. You um, just don't. You, yeah, because... So the deterrence is gone. Right. And it's obviously, it's, it's a two-edged sword. Mm-hmm. We don't want the nukes because we know that those are no way to win. Nobody wins in a nuke. No. The whole world loses. By the same token, if you don't have them, then the crazies come out that do have them and try. Uh, they don't mind blowing something. Web well, that, we that, that's the these problem. Years. These crazy guys don't mind if the other side of the globe is just a crater hole. No, they don't care. No, they don't care. They want to rule the world, and if that means you don't exist anymore, then you know by any means necessary. They don't. They don't need to rule. That, that's the thing. They don't need to rule that landmass as long as you're obsolete. Mm-hmm. then they still technically rule the world that that's the mentality um now you control everything so a- again i don't want to ramble on too much more on it but it's, it's just nauseating to think about the kinds of men that have access to these levels of weaponry that are so devastating not just in the moment of impact but for years afterwards in surrounding areas with radiation poisoning and everything else i mean climate change climate change you want to talk about climate (laughs) oh yeah you're going to see a massive temperature drop because of the dust cloud from those freaking radiation and everything it's going to block out parts of the sun nuclear winter yep that's what it is thermal nuclear winter so you know not no bueno no bueno people and uh so we have to avoid that at any means necessary i totally agree uh, I honestly think the, the what you were saying is accurate. It's going to be a financial cold war and an, an economic and media for sure. Energy, cold energy. War. And yep. I think that's the, the biggest and best way to to beat these guys is honestly to strangle them out financially. You have to change the way you do relationship, business relationship with these countries. And if that means cut them out completely, then so be it. Um, well, with, with the way you win an economic war like that is you're basically getting it to the point where the people have had enough yeah. of the economic issues that are created by that economic war, and they turn on their own government. Right. That's, that's quite frankly, that's the only way that we're going to get out of the situation with Russia right now. Somebody's going to need to either take the shot. <laughs> You know, or, yeah, but you know, brutally not, honest, not, not not asking for that to happen, but oh, it's I mean, been it's it, been it, said throughout these know, last it, couple that's, weeks that's, by that's by many, way. and 
The other way is that the people revolt. Yeah. And say, we don't support this. Right. There's soldiers over there that they're saying had no idea. They were expecting to be greeted with open arms, that they were liberators. Right. And now they're getting shot at and having their tanks taken out. They're like, whoa. Right. So it makes people don't. We're we're in a war. Whoa. So who did they think they were fighting? They didn't. They they thought they were going after the neo-Nazi fascists that Putin is saying is in control of. (sighs) Yeah. Jesus Christ. So neo-Nazi fascists. Okay. Right. Yet Zelensky is Jewish. Is Jewish born and bred. What what uniform do these neo-Nazi fascists wear? Thank you. <laughs> what? Ah, thank you. I haven't seen them. I haven't seen them either. I haven't seen those ones. Yeah, I, I just seen them either. I mean, they were around, you know, eighty years ago. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen them today. That that would have been out on social media before Putin said, "Go All get I them." Know is, I, I tip my hat to <laughs> I tip my hat to the Z man over there. Hey, I call him the Z man because he is the man of the hour when it he, comes to this. He's quite all right. Comedian leader not a politician and he's sticking with it he's on the ground with the troops yeah yeah i give him a ton of credit fight he's got balls the size of a gorilla been offered an escape pass we offered to get him out of there and put him in the safety he's like multiple times i understand i don't need an escape route i need ammunition exactly exactly so all i can you know and again it's it's one of those things oh my thoughts and prayers it, it doesn't do nothing it's no, uh we we no. need we need some strong leadership to make things hard on on the Russian government to squeeze them a little bit. I think we need to squeeze that checkbook. Uh, I think we need to sever some business relations. We need to squeeze some social media relations. This is where big tech can step up and kind of do its thing. You need the Russian populace. R- Russian uh, populace is unfortunately going to have to make some noise. The government there. Yep, they're going to have to kind of. Sp- step up and speak out, which to their credit, so many are, and they risk jail time for it, 10 years in prison for protesting against your government. Yeah, so you get 10 years, make sure you bring some cocktails with you. Seriously. The, the one that got the little fuzzy in the top of them. <laughs> Don't forget your Zippo lighter either. So again, I'm going to conclude with this as you get done listening to what we're talking about here. Don't take a single moment in, in, that you live in your democracy for granted. Don't take your freedom for granted. Uh, and that's why we get so passionate about these things, because now, for the first time ever, I think the the entire world is getting to witness what it looks like when you are completely violated. This is an invasion. This is a war, whatever you want to call it. And it's in your face now. You can't deny it. You can't play ignorance to it. It's there and you see it. So stop taking your freedoms that you have for granted. Kevin, you want to plug anything before we get out of here? Um, nope, I've got hair, so I don't need the hair plug. <laughs> that he does. Folks, thank you so much for listening. Remember, uh, Northern Exposure is recorded on the Anchor app. You can listen to me on Spotify as well. Anchor and Spotify are now together if you didn't know. So if you like the show, please tell your friends. Get over to the Facebook page. Get at me. Love hearing from you. I always got to give a shout out to my uh, my local truck driver there, Louis Flores. I know you're listening, dude. Thank you so much. Jay Gordon up there in Canada. Love you, dude. Can't wait to see you in a couple months. We're getting together in May. We're breaking the cycle. Until next time, we love you all. See you later.